Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unbatting. I'm Jessica Presley. And I'm Dana Pereira. So Dana, how are you feeling today? You uh, were a little I not skipped feeling. out on you yesterday. Is that <laughs> you trying to call That's exactly what I'm trying to say. You were not quite feeling up to par yesterday. Are you feeling back like yourself again? You know what? I am feeling a lot better today. I had... Um, Meltdown Monday is what I like to call them. <laughs> Sometimes Meltdown Wednesday. <laughs> it's a, you could really put Meltdown in front of any day of the week if it suits your needs. So go ahead and use that if you'd like. <laughs> um, mine was a Meltdown Monday. And you know, it's just like, you know when you roll out of bed and something happens and you're like, and it's just going to go downhill from here? Yes, I do. I started my day. Um, oh God, I wonder if I should even say this. Talking that to somebody that I probably shouldn't have started my day talking to because they are the kind of person that is just, it's like everything's bad, everything's wrong. It's drama, sadness. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Like energy suckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, le- what little energy you did have was then consumed by another. Yes, it was. And the only thing that brought me out of my funk was that I knew that I got to play a game with you. <laughs> oh, okay. What game are we playing? Because you live under a rock, I'm going to tell true. you a piece of information every week and I want to know if you have heard this <laughs> because I can't have you going on with your life knowing that that Queen Elizabeth <laughs> has died and not knowing and until not like knowing 9 it. months later. Yeah. I I think that this is a good game and I think you're going to win every week. Okay. Well, that's what I set myself up for. I really like to win. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Have you heard about the Jonah Hill drama? No, but I do like Jonah Hill. Tell me. Well, just wait. Oh, shit. Damn it, Jonah Hill. Why did you do this? So, Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend, she is a pro surfer. Okay. Shared on her Instagram a couple of days ago a bunch of screenshots of the messages that he would send her. Oh, no. Is he psycho boyfriend? He is so manipulative and I thought it was so I was like this will go great on the thank you Jonah Hill for really really (laughs) driving the point home (laughs) oh no wait a minute didn't he do like a Netflix special with like him and his therapist about all the great work that he's done in his life what is he doing so the other part that she had shared was how unethical was that Dr. Stutz went on there and shared about himself because you are not supposed to insert your own. It's an unethical or it's an ethics thing with therapists mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to insert your own personal life mm. to your clients. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because Jonah Hill was technically a client, um, I mean, I don't know what all of that was. I didn't actually watch that show. Right. I did watch it, and there was quite a bit about um, the therapist's personal experience. You said his name was Dr. Stutz. 
Dr. Stutz. Yes, he did go on about his own personal experience. From what I remember, and my memory is not great. (laughs) I was just putting this out there. Aging is fun. (laughs) Um, From what I remember, it was kind of like how he built his practice and the protocol that he follows with his patients based on his own personal experience. So I think that my understanding was that he was sharing about this because this is how he helps his patients. And, you know, and I, at the moment, having not seen it, don't really know anything about it. I can't say one way or another whether I think he was being unethical or not. I was just seeing what she had said about it. However, seeing the messages that he was sending to her. Now, she is, mind you, a pro surfer. Okay. He was upset that she was showing herself in a bikini on Instagram. Oh, Lordy B, Jonah Hill, come on. He was upset that she was hanging around other pro surfers that had testicles and a penis. Okay, insecure. Insecure. Mm-hmm. Next. Controlling. Um, he manipulated so hard with the way that he put his point across and basically was like, you need to respect my boundaries. Like my boundaries say that I do not allow this in a relationship. So if you're not going to respect that, then we cannot be together. Ew. Number one. Yeah. I. So many things are going through my head right now. I think that he, I think that he betrayed his own boundary mm. by dating a pro surfer. Number one, because, you know, going to be in a bathing suit, going to be around dudes. Kind of her job. She's not going to be surfing in a three-piece suit unless it's Halloween. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, I think that, like, the biggest thing for me is just, like, disappointment and frustration for him because, you know, it's like we're all doing the work. Mm -hmm. We're all trying to be better people. And obviously he is, too. And he had a weak moment. And it did not did not pan out well for him. It did not because it was, I mean, and from what I gathered, it was many different days, many different kinds of messages, Instagram messages, text messages. She was kind of putting it all out there. It's a pattern. Yeah. But again, like that doesn't mean that there's no room for him to grow. That doesn't sure. make him like the worst person in the world. I have been there. I've been that insecure person. I've used those exact same manipulation techniques. <laughs> <laughs> True. And also, let's like flip the script a little and say, um, what was her motivation in sharing this? That is something also that, you know, it sounds like they might be toxic. To each other, not just one party being toxic or the other party being like, it sounds like they are co-toxifying each other. (laughs) Well, this one actually plays so well into what we wanted to talk about today because a lot of our listeners actually reached out and shared some of the things that they would add to the list Mm. of manipulation tactics. I love the interaction. I love that they were reaching out and they were so good. They had so many good ones. So many good ones that I was like, oh my God, yes, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you want to kick us off with one? What was your favorite one? Um, What's your favorite manipulation tactic? You know what? Actually, one that I thought is pretty good um, because I've had some personal experience with this is when somebody uses their intelligence to belittle another person or they use big words or legal jargon to make the other person feel less than so that they can win an argument. I actually – oh, God. I just went through this like – I don't know, eight months ago or something with another female where she would just like, I'm like, did you have word of the day toilet paper? Like, where where are you coming up with this? You're like, let me get my dictionary. Yeah. Like, do I need to translate what you just said? What language are you speaking? But she very frequently did that, whether she was talking to people online, talking to people in her life. She would just use these big words like, look how smart I am. I'm so smart. And that was actually her biggest crutch, too. She really wanted people to think that she was smart, that she wasn't just tits and hair and ass. Right. So this kind of comes up on two ways for me. I think that somebody can definitely use their um, extensive vocabulary Mm -hmm. to make somebody else feel less than. And I also think that sometimes people – embellish the way that they speak to make them feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of goes hand in hand. I think that if I'm trying to feel better about myself or I'm a little insecure in what I'm doing, so I think I need to really play the part, that might be more along the lines of an insecurity. But whenever we're like really trying to talk circles around somebody to Mm -hmm. help them lose their footing is like case in point manipulation. Yes, 100%. And a lot of times whenever I find myself in an interaction where I need to like make my case, um, I can't do it like right then and there in the moment. I'm like, I need space. Mm -hmm. I need time to think about this because if you make me go off right now, I'm not going to do it in a way that I'm proud of. (laughs) Right. Right. And like you oftentimes don't communicate clearly anyway. What about the situation now – Love you, babe, but throwing you (laughs) under the bus. Uh, My husband always wants to get me on a technicality. Like, I can't even think of a good example right now, but it's like of the dumbest stuff. And I'm like, are you really going to get me on a technicality on that? Like, I didn't say this. I said this. And I'm like, okay, clearly what you meant was what you said and what I heard. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to wiggle your way out of it by by doing a little technicality manipulation situation. A little tap dance around mm-hmm. the actual facts. Mm-hmm. But no, re- technically, technically what I said was. Yes, that happens. <laughs> that happens a lot. And I'm like, I don't buy that bullshit, babe. No, that's not happening. What you meant was. And he's like, yeah, all right, you're right. Yeah. Usually takes a second, but he's like, Okay, he'll fess up. Well, language is like a tricky thing because especially the English language, there are 700 different words to say the same thing, right? And different tones in your voice. I was just thinking about the tonality. I was going to be like, right, right, right. (laughs) Like my husband actually got upset with me because I looked at him once Mm. and I was like, I just... Like, I legit just looked up, but he took it as like a, <gasps> I'm in trouble. Oh, like <laughs> and you I gave was him like, the eye? Like, I gave him the eye, and I was like, 
I promise you, like I'm, I've mastered the eye. Like you will know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just have resting bitch face, or maybe it's not even resting. Maybe it's very aggressive active bitch face. Bitch face. <laughs> I have active bitch face. She's very active. <laughs> um, so my little ones, um, I mean, they tattle on each other for everything, totally. right? And they will be like. Mom, she's smiling at me. And I'm like, oh gosh, really? Mm. Like, isn't isn't that a good thing? And they're like, no, but she did it with attitude. So we've coined it smatitude. So oh. whenever like one's getting in trouble and the other one gives them like the <laughs> like the little smile. Smatitude. Smatitude. Yeah. So she'd be like, Mom, she's giving me smatitude. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's pretty great, right? We use it at least once a day. <laughs> that is such a great word. I love I'm incorporating that into my life immediately. You know you give people smatitude. All the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I try not to do it um where they can see it, but I will turn around and be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But Going back to the whole, the way you say things, the tone of your voice whenever you're doing it and the inflection on what you're saying too. It's like, um, like I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. You know? Like, yes. It really depends That's on what you asking is so dangerous sometimes when you're trying to solve uh, or resolve an argument or trying to understand a situation you're going back and forth in text. So dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it is dangerous. But you know what? That's what we have to deal with now. Like those are the challenges that we need to overcome these days mm-hmm. um, is somebody misinterpreting your text. Yeah. Yeah. Goes along with the territory. Or somebody that is trying to uh, use big words in their text. Mm. <laughs> At least they can't see me Googling them. Yeah. <laughs> Gives me more time to think. I'd definitely rather argue over text than pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, Another one that somebody had said, and I really, really liked this one, was weaponizing social media. Such a good one. They said, like, people following, unfollowing somebody, refollowing, blocking them, unblocking them, mm-hmm. deleting them on Facebook, changing relationship statuses. Yes. Like, oh, so good. Or, like, um, un- like not following or blocking one of your friends but not another one so that they can see what they're posting so that inevitably it gets back to you exactly what happened. I am – so guilty of all of those things. I like to think that I'm not anymore Mm -hmm. um, because I do this thing where if I am posting to get somebody's attention, like a particular person, if I am posting because I want somebody to see it, I don't allow myself to do it. Solid plan. (laughs) (laughs) Solid plan. Yeah. That's like drunk dialing. You know, you're like, oh, just don't do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Although I do still drunk dial. (laughs) (laughs) But my drunk dialing these days, it's not like I'm calling an ex. It's usually like me texting my friend and just being like, I I love love you so much. You're the best thing. Did you know that you're the best thing in the world? That you are the smartest, prettiest, like... (laughs) 
it's usually me pouring mm. my heart out to tell people how much I love them and how great I think they are, especially if they're going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm right mm-hmm. there to to tell them that they are the best. Me and my red wine are right there to tell them how great they are. Excellent. Well, I'm sitting here in a big old goblet of feelings. Yeah. Thinking about how I've never got one of those texts. Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, <laughs> I haven't yet been drunk after we had a hang sesh. <laughs> lies. <laughs> Such lies. I'm like, yeah, yeah, hard time. Sure, did that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm wonderful. What? Best thing. Yes, mm-hmm. I am, though. So, nope, haven't gotten a drunk text. You know what it is? Put me on your list. I'm going to put you on my list. <laughs> here's here's what it is. Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good one. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> Um, we had an episode where like being the hype girl mm-hmm. didn't always you're like, oh, not toxic positivity. Yes. So now I'm overly aware of oh, toxic yeah. positivity. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> That's so, true. I'm like, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, you let me know. I will not tell you that you're the best thing in the world. <laughs> I really need to find that. Like, you gotta find the balance. Yes. You gotta find the balance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. That is a whole other episode, but I'm glad that you brought that up because I do think that there's space for that. Yeah. You know, not toxic, but, you know, the positivity is good. Raise that vibration. Yeah. It's my own inner critic, like just beating me over the head. Like, okay, wait, wait, what is, what is she going to think? She's going to think you're so dumb. Don't do it. You're so dumb. Your toxic positivity. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right. Let's circle back around, okay? Okay. Because this this one with the social media, I feel like, is one that we can't skimp over. No. That is hurtful. It is. It really, really causes people pain. It's kind of like cyberbullying. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really, I mean, if we're being real about it, if we're being honest about it, there are people out there that have unalived themselves mm-hmm. over social media. Many, 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 many people. Mm-hmm. Um, high school kids that see their friends hanging out without them. Mm-hmm. That is hurtful. I am a 41-year-old woman and I have been hurt that way. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah, it's really not. This is like all the reasons that I don't spend time on social media. And then you miss things like Jonah Hill and that I'm really his girlfriend. Where would my life be without understanding these things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I am not the norm, Mm -hmm. would say. A lot of people live their lives out loud on social media. I applaud these people. I think that it's amazing that they have the capacity and the ability to do that. But it definitely does put yourself out there to be manipulated, to be hurt, um, for people to toy with your emotions over who you are um, following or who is blocking you or um, posting stuff about you after they've blocked you Mm. from a post. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. rough. I recently, my friend and I were talking and he was telling me that this girl that he was dating – wanted him to delete his ex-girlfriends on Facebook. Okay. And I was like, okay, but like one, these ex-girlfriends are years ago. Right. Years and years and years We've ago. We've all moved on. Everybody has moved on. Um, also, 
he had like just started dating her. And I'm like, well, did something happen? Like, what are you not telling me? Did Mm -hmm. something happen? Did she see a message between you two? Like, what was it that made her do that? And he was like, Dana, no, you know me. Like, I I didn't – I wasn't even talking. I was just friends with my ex-girlfriend. So do you think that's a red flag? Fuck yes, I think that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Big, huge one. And I was like, listen, if I am married and have, like, pretty much all of my exes on my Facebook – And my husband has a few of his exes also on there. I'm like, I personally don't see a problem with that. I used to love this person. I think it's okay if you want to keep up with their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling anyone like, my husband's out of town. You want to come over? (laughs) Because those relationships have ended and we've all grown and moved on and are in different relationships now. Right, right. So I don't know. For me, it's a huge red insecurity flag just flapping in the wind. Yeah, I agree with you there. I would be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. No, if somebody else is trying to make you delete somebody, mm-hmm. that feels like manipulation to me. Mm-hmm. Um, If, and I've done this with Joe a few times, like we break up, I delete him and block him. Mm-hmm. And then you know, he texts me and I'm like, I was just kidding. I love you, babe. Unblock him. <laughs> Friend request. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's like the whole back and forth. I mean, when Joe and I first got together, let's call a spade a spade. We were very toxic. Yeah. Very, very toxic. Um, And so, I mean, that's a, it's like whenever you see those Facebooks where um, it's like, Linda and John Smith, and you're like, who cheated? <laughs> oh, right. You know what's interesting, though? I have a friend who is like that on all of her social media. It's like her and her husband, insert last name here. Um, and I also think that, like, maybe that's like a religious thing because she's like a pretty religious person. Yeah. And they have like some rules that I personally was. Um, enlightened by I had oh. not heard of these things yeah. um, or like never really considered them not that I didn't hear of it I just didn't really consider it like um, for instance if you were coming to my place and I was like oh I'm right down the road I'll meet you there um, they would wait outside for me they would not go in the house if my husband was home oh right as like a respect for your marriage not like a because I think you're going to do something with my husband but just like a you know, I respect that I'm a female and he's a male and I respect your marriage and therefore I would never put myself in a situation where something could be suspicious. That is so interesting. And God, there's so much to dig into there. <laughs> I knew you would love that one. <laughs> it is so because I mean, oh, God, and it's very male, female oriented. Mm-hmm. And it brings you to the men can't be friends with women. Women can't be friends with men. There's always like some sort of that's religion beating that there's always something sexual in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, rabbit hole. You just like I know, dug I me know, a hole. I know. I should, I just, <laughs> there's so, so much to unpack there. There really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't want to disrespect somebody's religion. If that is what works for you and that feels good for you, then like, bravo, it's all you. You go for it. Um, I just personally cannot get behind that. 
Yeah, I mean, that's probably one that we didn't write down, but that we could talk about is um, religion as manipulation. It's a big one. Religion as manipulation is a huge topic that we're going to get into for five minutes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So religion and manipulation. I think that... um, Gosh, how do I even start? You want me to start? Because I got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. We went to Italy. We walked into a church. We had a guide. The guide is showing us paintings on the wall. And it's of Adam and Eve. And then she goes into the story about what a fucking piece of shit Eve is for taking a bite of that apple. Right. Because the, the human race is completely impacted by one female. Mm-hmm. The man was pure. That did wrong. The female fucked up. Uh-huh. Insert patriarchy here. Yes. The female was made from his rib. So it's she should be on her knees thanking him that she got to be born from him. Uh, and then she went and she just fucked it all up because she fucking wanted a snack. I know. How dare she get hungry? I wonder if she was PMSing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could have been the the bleeding from her vagina. It could have been the having to carry babies and give birth and all of that pain. It could have been sore boobs. It could have been menopause. The women go through a lot of stuff and we women are go, evil for it. They they do. They go through a lot of stuff. That um the Adam and Eve story and E Eve being um, the responsible one for all the sin Mm -hmm. on the earth is definitely a manipulation, in my humble opinion, to control women. Absolutely. Hundred, hundred percent. And that's like not even to go into so, so, so much more of the manipulation. Um, Churches asking for money. Like if you want to be closer to Jesus, I'm going to need 20 bucks. Yeah, so there's the tithing. Yep, I I was a church goer for some time. And church played a huge role in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like the churches, um, at least my experience for the churches that I have gone to, and I know that there are many churches out there and this is not everyone's experience, Mm -hmm. but my experience um, with the church in that regard is a lot of guilt as manipulation. So much guilt. So um, you and I were raised Catholic, Mm -hmm. went to Catholic elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where I learned about all the guilt. That's where I learned that I was um, a terrible human Uh that did not deserve to go to heaven. And I had to do everything in my power to be good. I thought that I was going to hell for masturbating. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Like, I I felt tremendous guilt over exploring my own body mm-hmm. and giving myself an orgasm, mm-hmm. which is the most natural thing, normal in the whole world, is for people to explore their bodies. And as a child, I felt so much guilt. Mm-hmm. 
And and that is to this day put a lot of guilt around sex and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Because again, like born of the Virgin Mary mm. and don't have sex until you're married and don't pleasure yourself. And um, actually, I'm remembering something right now. And this wasn't too, too long ago. This was maybe like seven, six years ago um, that I was kind of like leaning into the church a little more and trying to find my footing there. And um, I was listening to a podcast and they were going into sex and Christianity. And of course, they're talking about within their marriage. Uh Um, And in there, the, the idea was that my body did not belong to me. It belonged to my husband. And my husband's body did not belong to him. It belonged to me. And so, therefore, I was not to masturbate because it would be taking away from my husband and I did not have his permission to do that Ugh. and vice versa. Neither of us should be masturbating. We should only be saving ourselves for each other. So – and. In that is that guilt again, so, so, so much guilt where you are never, ever, 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 ever allowed to experience pleasure. No, and you're questioning what feels natural. Yeah. And that's just another way. This topic is so huge. I know. We've actually talked about having this topic before. Yeah. Um, And it's definitely one that's coming. It for sure, for sure. We're gonna save some good stuff. I'm sure that we could probably get a lot of uh, our listeners to write in some of their experiences with religion because the only one that you and I know personally is Catholicism, um, and you know we are dipping into some spirituality now. But I mean, was there another one that you were? I mean, I was um, involved in a non-denominational Christian church. That was probably like the most recent experience that I've had. And and I was pretty active in the church for a few years. Um, And again, like this is something that we can dig into another time. But um, yeah, all different um, for me personally, all um, different types of Christianity. I would say it's all under the same umbrella. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Mormons out there, Jewish, there's so many other different religions out there. I'd really love to hear any of your experiences. If you want to email us at unbatting at gmail.com. Anyways, (laughs) um, another one that, and this one kind of hit home for me is when people don't directly tell you when there's a problem, but they will tell every other person around them mm. and kind of play the victim, mm-hmm. but never directly address the person. Why do you think people do that? Because they're scared, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have hard conversations with people, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm guilty of it. Sure, sure. I have definitely done that before. Like, ugh, this person's annoying me. I mean, I bitch about my husband to you all the time without addressing it with him first. Right, right. And so how does that play into getting what you want or manipulation? Is that just getting um, like your victim card fed by all the people around you so that you feel more validated? So you feel like you're right or maybe even to have all of those people Tell that person why they're wrong. Oh, so then it's like secondary communication. You don't have to do it. Strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. Look, 
this person agrees with me and this person agrees with me and this person agrees with me and you are the piece of shit, not me. Mm -hmm. It's you because you did something wrong even though it might be a different perspective. It might be – I mean, there's so many times where um, if I have an issue of some sort, I'm looking at it from one angle Mm -hmm. without even thinking of the other person's angle or what they might be going through or their thought process. Right. How do you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about when I've been like beefing with somebody or if somebody was beefing with me and then they weren't telling me, but they were telling everyone else around me. Um, I can think of one in particular, and this happened years ago, and it was kind of around, um, you know what it was actually, I was trying to take a grievance Uh directly to a person. Yeah. And instead of handling that directly back with me, they were gossiping to other people about that grievance to help them feel more empowered in their reasoning. Now, I wouldn't say that one of us was right or that one of us was wrong. I would just say that we had a difference of opinion on Mm -hmm. how something needed to be handled. And it kind of... um, It was kind of, again, like that strength in numbers, Mm -hmm. if they got everyone on their side, that then I would have to question myself. Feels a little bit like gaslighting. It is gaslighting. Mm -hmm. I feel like it definitely goes under the gaslighting umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's like, that's why high school is so hard for girls. (laughs) I know. That's so tough. So hard for anybody. Like, I feel... I mean, I hate to call out females in particular, but I do think that this happens a lot with groups of females. Mm -hmm. And I I think we mentioned this even before that I kind of like shy away from big groups of females because I'm like, oh, this feels like it will be a lot of drama. Yeah. When I hear any one of my friends being like, oh, you know, this drama is going on with this and then this one turned that one and this and that. I'm like, that's why I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I steer away from that. And honestly... It isn't just with females, though. I've definitely heard my husband and his friends go round and round about some drama that I was like, you guys gossip like 13-year-olds. <laughs> They're not excluded. No. Definitely not. Testicles or no testicles. We're all dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So another way that I feel like is a big one for manipulation is withholding information. It's definitely a form of lying. Yeah. Um, Omission Mm -hmm. is definitely a form of lying. Mm -hmm. But when you withhold the information to kind of let things appear a certain way, hands down, manipulation. One hundred percent. And I mean, I get it. You want to you want to feel like you're telling the truth. So you just give little pieces of Mm -hmm. the truth Mm -hmm. because whenever you're trying to manipulate or you're trying to protect yourself even and I feel like protecting yourself is a form of manipulation if you are withholding information as a means to protect yourself you are manipulating that situation yeah because you're not giving someone all the information in order to make 
an opinion or to form an opinion about whatever the topic is. Or to make their own choice. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of like relationships, you know, hit a wall, whether it's friendships, romantic or otherwise. It's like if we outright just confronted people and had those hard conversations Mm -hmm. and put all of the information out there so that the other party could come to their own conclusion or choice. Right. We would save so much time in our lives. So much time. Um, I actually have a little story that goes along with this and it's very superficial and fun, but I'll share it anyway. This actually happened the night that I met my husband, which you were there. Um, Was I I drunk? Probably. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, I was actually out on a date, not with my husband, and um, I was 23 at the time. And I remember like going out on a date with this guy, and he was like clearly older than me, but I didn't quite know his age. And he was like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, "I'm 23." (laughs) And he was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm 32. You're two three. I'm three two." And we're like, "Oh, I'm like not that big of a deal, but whatever." Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, soulmates. (laughs) Right. Right. And then um, as time goes on, something had come up, and I realized that he is 100% lying to me. He's not 32. I think he's like closer to 40. 38 is jumping out at me. Uh And I mean, 23 to 38 is quite a jump. Sure. Not too big, not too little, but a jump. We've seen worse. Our dad was 20 years older than our stepmom. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, And so that was kind of a situation where I was kind of like, you know what? I don't care the age difference, but I care that you took the choice from me to be able to decide what was an appropriate age gap for me at 23 years old. Yeah. And so I ended the date promptly mm-hmm. and I called you and I was like, hey, what's up? What you doing? And you were like, oh, I'm downtown. Come meet me. Oh, I do remember this because yeah. I was dating Dave's friend at the time. Uh-huh. And then you came down. Yep. Yeah. I do remember. You're welcome. <laughs> Unless you're mad at him, then I am so sorry. <laughs> No, usually it's thank you. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, it's thank you. I do remember, though, being like, so why do you want me to meet this guy? I don't know. Well, what's he about? I don't know. (laughs) What does he do? I knew what he did. (laughs) I was just – I was very – obsessed at that point yeah. with it was just like friend. a convenience so, relationship yeah. you were like yeah date the friend so yeah you know we'll make this easy we'll all hang out and then him and i broke up and you married dave yeah, yeah promptly <laughs> <laughs> very quickly thereafter yeah. yeah and you're still my sister and he's still dave's best friend yeah. so it all, it all worked, worked out. out and i'm still friends with him <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. one of your friends on facebook that you're not my- deleting exactly <laughs> precisely good times times. yeah but yeah taking away that choice from somebody is straight up manipulation you're doing it because you're trying to get the outcome that you Mm -hmm. would want for yourself and i mean it's kind of fucked up yeah yeah 100 percent fucked up but we do it yeah yeah we do it because we want what we want And we're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But then it is. Yeah. And so right now I have the situation with my children where I'm trying to figure out the appropriate way to address a situation. Mm -hmm. 
And because I want to do it without being manipulative, but it's all I know whenever it comes to parenting. <laughs> all right. What is it? <laughs> um, so we were away on vacation and the teenagers were at the house. They were taking mm. care of the dogs. Mm-hmm. They were not to have anybody in the house. Um, we had cameras up everywhere except for one place. One place. Uh-oh. We had we had a blind spot. Uh-oh. Um, but when we got home, we noticed immediately a few things. Um, one, Joe walks downstairs and he's like, somebody puked in my toilet. Uh-oh. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like somebody tried to clean up puke and there's paper towels in my toilet. And so I go upstairs and look because I'm like, is that like, I'm, let me double check your eyesight because <laughs> no, I know, I know my babies didn't do anything wrong. I really didn't want to think that they would. I didn't either. So then I look in my toilet. Was it both? There's puke in my toilet with paper towels. And so immediately, and this is how my kid tried to manipulate me, <laughs> immediately I go down and I'm like, who puked in my toilet? And they're like, what? No, nobody did. No, nobody puked in your toilet. What are you talking about? That's how they sound. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. It was a great impression. Um, And so I was like, okay, one. So my younger of the teenagers was like, honestly, mom. I think that you and Joe just both shit in your toilet and just forgot about it. And it was just sitting there for two and a half weeks. And that's what you saw. Uh, and you know what? I can just imagine him saying it with such confidence. Oh, conviction. Such conviction. Trying to convince and like, me. That you're a dumbass mm. and you both shit in your toilet, wiped your ass with rough ass bounty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then left it in the toilet for 16 days. Because I always keep paper towel rolls right next to the toilet for right. easy cleanup. Right, right. I was like, um, okay, there's two things wrong with this story. One, I knew that we were going to be gone and that the housekeepers weren't coming. So I purposely, before we left, went to all of the toilets and flushed them. <laughs> Like, I made a note of it because I didn't want to come home to a grimy toilet. Yep. Two, I don't wipe my ass with paper towels. <laughs> Three, homeowners do not put paper towels down their toilets. Never, never, never. Mm-mm. That's like rule number one. Yep. No paper towels in the toilets, please. No. So now I'm trying to figure out, and this is like two weeks later, and I still have not punished them. Oh, so we also found cups with liquid that smelled a little like vodka um, and straws in it. And they tried to tell me that it was iced tea. And I was like, never have I ever watched you put a straw in a glass of iced tea. Never. I've watched you drink lots of iced tea. Mm-hmm. Not a single time was there a straw in it. No. You know when people put straws in things? When they're teenagers and they drink alcohol. <laughs> And they're girls. And they're girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, it's weeks later. I have not given out a proper punishment now. And no one's fessed up. They're still withholding. So, yesterday, 
I said, and the reason that I didn't give out the proper punishment, my one kid was away um, and I didn't want to punish the other one while the other one was away having fun in Florida at like theme parks and stuff like that. Were you also kind of trying to make him stew a little? Um, no, I think he thought he just got away with it because oh, I never okay. said anything about okay. it again. Okay. Um, but whenever that kid came back, he had a friend stay the night who was visiting from Texas for a couple of days. And I was like, well, I mean, I can't tell him your friend can't like he has already bought the plane ticket like he's coming. Right. right. I'm not ruining the kid's trip. I'll this can wait. Um, so now the kid is gone and I am like, all right, who threw up in my toilet? And neither of them will fess up. I feel like the boys are usually pretty good about, like, taking the rap whenever they mess up. I'm surprised that they won't. Like, they just sound stupid at this point. Yeah. Just fess up. And I don't want to, like, I don't like punishing my kids, damn it. And I know. If I, they're making you do hard things. Like, the big one that I would do is, well... My oldest, you can't see your girlfriend. Like, you're going to have to not see your girlfriend until somebody tells me what's up. But his girlfriend's going away to college. And I'm like, I don't want to scar him or, like, put him through that emotional turmoil over something that, I mean, yeah, he fucked up. But he's a teenager. I feel like this is a normal teenage thing. And I want him to have a consequence. But I don't want to emotionally scar him. Yeah, I mean, you're just a big old heart with arms and legs when it comes to your babies. You're such a fucking softie. I know. But I don't think that at this point it matters who threw up in the toilet. No, I just You know the facts. They're not going to fess up. You just have to punish them for what you know happened. I think maybe if I take away the girlfriend, though, (laughs) so terrible, Yeah, um, that the confession might come pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. It definitely would come quickly. Mason cannot survive (laughs) these last few weeks without her. Absolutely not. He would be less sobbing. Yes. Totally sobbing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know what happened. You don't know all the details, but I think... The punishment just has to come. And the manipulation. The consequence. Here comes the, the consequence. manipulation from the teenagers. <laughs> oh, man. They're so good at it. That's where they learn. Uh, okay. Let's get into one more manipulation thing. All There's right. a couple on the list. Which one do you want to go with? Um, let's see here. Um, this one's kind of cheeky. Okay. Um. So somebody that is like gets really close to you, builds trust, talks you up, makes you feel like they are your trusted companion Mm -hmm. when really they're working an angle the whole time because there's something that they want from you. I hate that. I know. That feels so, so shitty. And I feel like people – Um, I'm sure that this happens a lot with people that have some sort of notoriety out in the community. Yeah. Um, you know, whether they're high up in something or they're like an influencer with a big following. Right. Or, you know, like people like that. Or somebody that's successful and like people know of their financial success. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people then assume that like, oh, if we're friends with you, you'll pay the bill or you'll treat everybody or like maybe you would um, like – prefer to go places with them because you think that they will be the 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 bill 
grabber. Right, right. They'll be like, no, no, I got this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I've experienced a situation where I have come from humble beginnings in my early adult life. I had my car repossessed, if you want to know how (laughs) humble. Super humbled. (laughs) It's definitely a humbling experience. Um, And you know, now I'm my, my husband has a successful business and I feel a lot more secure in our financial situation, but I had somebody like call me and say, Hey, my kid broke something. Can you give me this amount of money so I can pay for it? And I was like, I'm uh, uh, what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Wait. They just straight up asked you for, was it like a loan? No, they just wanted me to give them money. Because you had more than they had? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. And I was like, I I, this, I don't do this to my friends. No. Never. No. I mean, on occasion, there has been a time in my life when somebody that was close to me was like, hey, I'm struggling. Can you help me out? And of course, somebody that I love and trust 100%. I got your back. You get me back whenever times are good. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely feel uncomfortable if somebody was just like, Hey, you know, like, can you bail me out? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it wasn't even, can you bail me out? If it was like, I don't have food on the table or the rent isn't going to get paid this month. We're going to not have a roof over our heads or, uh, like I'm in this, my, car has completely broken down and I don't have a way to pay for it. There are certain circumstances where I'm like, I will do what I can to assist you, my friend. Yeah. Um, My kid made a dumbass decision and broke something. It was his phone. I'll just spit it out. My kid, his phone fell off a roller coaster. Can you give me money to buy him a new phone? I was like, no. That's a that's a solid nope. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, he's a child. He'll survive without a phone. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be all right. This is a great opportunity for a learning lesson, for work, for saving, for buying yourself a phone, kid. Here you go. Silver platter. Life get lessons. Get that kid a lawnmower. <laughs> and if you don't have one, get some, get him some pair of scissors. They're a yeah. dollar at the dollar store. <laughs> have at it. But on the flip side of somebody trying to work an angle with somebody with notoriety or money or whatever, there's also the people that have the notoriety or the money mm. that manipulate the other people to do their bidding. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that is, you know, another thing It's you see those situations with like, uh, who's the guy from Maroon 5, Adam Levine? Mm-hmm. Did you know about this? No, I didn't. <laughs> Why you to get a twofer? Let's pop culture, this bitch. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this was a while back, but he was using his fame to like, I mean, obviously a lot of famous people do this to like hook up with girls while he was married. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like power trip 101 yes yeah Yeah. and that's what i mean a lot of people do oh look at me i have so much power Mm -hmm. i can use this however i want i can be you know like the president of the united states and (laughs) you know like 
you know, give hush money to a porn star or, you know, like there's and it happened in like, not just the president. It's, you know, all over the world. Sure. Men and women in power will use that to their advantage. And I often wonder if I had that power, would I use it for good or evil? Good. You definitely use it for good. I don't know. Do you think that like maybe something in your mind starts to change after a while? Like after somebody starts to do things for you, like grab your coffee Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like, thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the coffee. And then they don't bring your coffee. You're like, what the fuck? Where's my coffee? Okay. And then it starts to change. Like, okay, you've gotten my coffee. Can you go get my laundry from the dry cleaners? Okay. And then they do that. And you're like, okay, this person is doing everything that I want them to do. Can you wash my car? Mm. Okay, great. Thank you for doing that. And now you're like on this train where this person is just constantly doing your bidding Mm -hmm. where you just expect it. And if they don't do it or don't do it the way that you want them to do it or whatever it is, that now you're mean and you start to kind of change and and like your brain has been programmed to think that they owe you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's a slippery slope. I think it could be a slippery slope. I think that's why it's super important to stay grounded regardless of, you know, how high up the totem pole you happen to climb. Um but I don't know when you were talking about like the the trading of like power and sex. Mm. Um, I feel like that is like a two way street. I feel like the people that are like trading the sex want the power or the money or the whatever. The people with the power or money want the young, hot, whatever lady man. I feel like that's kind of like a mutual agreement. It can be, (laughs) but then there's the people that dangle it. Like I have all this money and power and whatever, you know? And, and so if you want this and if you don't do this, if you don't give me the sex, then, you know, I take away all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so another one, and I didn't put it on the list, but we'll just go to it really quick. A man, obviously was like, um, a woman using sex as a weapon, like withholding sex as a punishment mm-hmm. to her partner. Mm-hmm. And do I think that happens? Absolutely. Sure. Do I also think that sometimes women are very emotionally connected whenever it comes to sex and that maybe if their emotional needs aren't being met, they're not feeling Like they want to open their legs for you. Yeah, I think there's validity to that. And I think there's validity to people using sex as a weapon. I mean, it's a case by case basis. Um, I'm sure that people have used sex to either get something that they want Mm -hmm. or to withhold sex to um, also encourage getting something that they want. You know what I mean? Like it can go both ways. Um, But I do also agree that... um, I'm sorry if you have not been good to your partner and they are feeling emotionally disconnected, that there is a lack of emotional intimacy, then um, the physical part might be a little difficult for them. Yeah. Yeah. And no weaponizing, just like, sorry, you got to penetrate here before you penetrate here. You know? For sure. And I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people. I Sex is very like I need to feel safe in all of the areas of my life. 
Um, and then I do really good sex. <laughs> do all the things. Um, but I'm going to share one of my husband's stories quickly. And um, I'll ask him about this later. If he tells me to cut it, I will. But I'm going to share it anyways. Fingers crossed he doesn't. <laughs> Where sex was weaponized with him. From you? Not from me. Okay. One of his exes asked him, because at the time they were living together, but she wasn't working and he was. Mm -hmm. And so she had asked him, I believe for money to do something. And he said no. And then, so she like seduced him and had sex with him. And then immediately afterwards asked him for money again. And did he say no? No, he gave it to her. Damn it, Joe. I thought he was definitely more cutthroat than that. But he thought, like, it immediately hit him, like, oh, she just had sex with me to get this money. Right, right. Or to whatever it was. Whatever it was, right. She wanted to get. And I was like, yeah, yeah, people do that too. (laughs) They definitely do that. Yeah. They definitely 100% do that. And just us as human beings in general, we are programmed to want to get our way. And a lot of times we don't always take the best route to that destination. So true. We're all guilty of manipulation. I feel like um, we have to be more self-aware whenever we're employing these tactics. Yeah. Um, we have to be aware whenever they're being used against us as mm-hmm. well um, because it's layered and it's dangerous. And um, I feel like manipulation is just one of those things that can really, really implode a relationship. It can. And on the flip side of that, it's Gosh, it is so layered. It's so tricky because you don't want to think that everybody's out to get you, that everybody's trying to manipulate you in every situation. And a lot of times it's not even a conscious manipulation. It's just a a, a, like a protection thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're hardwired to be like, oh, I got to protect myself. And so whatever it happens to be comes out. Um, But yeah, in in our situation right now, we don't have to manipulate anybody. They did the stuff last week. They, they did. They were so great. They were so great. They commented for us, and I didn't look to see if actually there was any rate and reviews. But it's okay. We're not going to ask anything of you this week. Your ass still looks great, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm not telling you that because I want something from you. Definitely not. Just telling you that because I want you to feel good in your skin. But if you are feeling good and you do feel like maybe you want to go do the rate and review kind of stuff or the subscribey things on YouTube, then you can go ahead and do that as well. And we appreciate you guys and love you so much. Until next time. We're unbatting, baby. We're on batting, baby. We're on batting.